Enter now the age of apocalypse, Shiga, with your hosts, Dayspring and Scott Free. The name's Cable. Remember it. And the only people who can stop apocalypse are the mutants known as Dayspring, Scott Free, and Michelle. This is Captain America, and we need to defeat apocalypse. What's up, Familia? I'm the uncanny Dayspring. And I am the superior Mr. Scott Free. <laughs> superior in the way that Spider-Man was a superior? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Doc Ock. Familia, we are here to discuss our top 10 most anticipated Marvel Legends of the year. Now, we couldn't really agree on a set top 10 list so mr scott free oh, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry the superior scott free has his five and i myself uncanny day spring have five i think that's fair right i i think that's a fair way to do it you'll have day springs opinions and then you'll have the superior <laughs> opinions so you'll you'll have a more well-rounded opinion with mine I mean, I don't know if I'd call that well-rounded, but, you know, it is it is an opinion. An and, opinion. Bitch, you know. I have been in this hobby since 2002. I was going to Toys R Us with my Blink-182 license plate and my frosted tips tracking down Marvel Legends Toad. 2002. Were you even born in 2000? You weren't even born in 2002. Uh, I, I was, but... <laughs> All, all I have to say to that is the future is now, old man, and uh, you you can't stop progress. But one of the things I well, there's a lot of things I love about you. Clearly, however, one of the things that I have enjoyed about our friendship in the last few years is that you have come to Marvel Legends, whereas you really weren't a collector pre-pandemic of Legends. Do I have that correct? Uh, yeah, you do pretty much. I mean, I had like one or two here and there, but not in the sense of like um, collecting them. So it's actually really interesting because like if you're, you know, viewers or listeners are familiar with some of the prior episodes uh, where we attempted to get Sean, uh, Latverian lad into collecting. Um, let me be a lesson to you because bullying does work. And... <laughs> Um, Sean was just particularly stubborn, but one day we will wear him down. I feel with that episode, I've thought about that episode extensively because I don't think we made our case for legends, right? Like I, I, I listened to the playback and I can tell like midway through Hammy got frustrated. He's here like, we just, we need to get on it. Right. He said something like that. And and I believe you came in late. You were stuck with, with traffic because of work. Yes. And with me, I just want, wanted an excuse to make fun of Sean and his mirror, where he just grabs like really expensive, rare action figures and grabs super glue or a hot gun. I don't know what the fuck he has. And he just puts them on this ugly IKEA mirror that he has in his beautiful apartment in London. It is certainly a mirror. Um <laughs> And yeah, you know, Hammy, Hammy was definitely losing his cool. Um, it was going a little, 
little little less Shirley Temple, a little more um, Joan Crawford. And you know what? That's cool. <laughs> he is like screaming at Sean about windowless packaging, which, by the way, I want to know your feels on it. I, it, it looks like we're moving away from the windowless packaging. But when we were at MegaCon this weekend, which we missed you at MegaCon, by the way, but you were there in spirit, we were walking through the aisles and I was, I forgot who I was with. And we were like, oh, look at that figure. They have the new century. And then we're like, oh, man, but it's in the windowless packaging. And so, like, we passed on it because I'm like, if I can't see the figure, I would be really apprehensive about it. I'm all for environmentally friendly packaging. However, Reuters and other like business analysts have like sort of let out with everything going on with Hasbro recently that the environment may not have been the motivation for the windowless packaging. So I'm curious where you fall on the conversation of windowless packaging. I it's interesting. Like I I actually I aesthetically I like the windowless boxes i like yeah. the design i like the art um but i've got that sort of buyer skepticism where i see it and then i'm like well i can't see the figure inside is the figure gonna be like a piece of shit and or the wrong um, figure in general yeah or the wrong figure and then i've gotten a couple of, like the retro wave ones like i've got now like God help me, like six of the Madrox, um, like Retrowave ones, multiple man. And like, I love the sort of throwback packaging as well, where you can see the figure and it's very like 80s, 90s, like throwback. So, like, I see sort of both, um, both sides of it. Like, I aesthetically like the old one, um, uh, the windowless packaging, but I also. 100% understand the argument for having the plastic packaging. Yeah, I love... I, I like the idea of these little blocks. They don't upset me as much, right? However, the problem with Legends, when you're a, a crazy Legends collector, such as myself and so many of us in this community, you go up to the figure, you want to see... You want to get the right figure. And this... I, I think quality is not that big of an issue i know people are going to come in our dms for it i am not speaking for every single figure out there but in general quality doesn't seem to be the problem it was back in like 2016 2017 where you would get like misty yeah. knight and her eyes were like cross they were all over the place and you wanted to get try to get the right one or the paint apps there was just like smudges or something on the paint that used to be really those were really big issues to consider but when they said that they were going to pivot to you know, windowless packaging. I was like really excited for it because I was like, you know what? Let's help the environment. I'm not an inbox collector. I take those legends out. I play with them. Michelle obviously loves to display everything in boxes. If you go into her geek room, everything is still in box. And that's because she's that kind of collector. You know, she's the one who likes to get comics graded, make sure the figures are still in their packaging. Very rarely does she take them out. And she didn't like it. And then it's like, okay, well, here's this ethical co conversation now about is it about collecting versus environmentally friendly? But apparently, with everything going on with Hasbro now and all like the layoffs are going through, it has been since let out there that the environmentally friendly approach was just like something they were saying to the media because during the pandemic, during lockdown, they were experiencing an all-time high with sales 
And in order to save money and maximize more profits, they cut back on the window package. And that's how we got the little blocks. So I don't know, you know, whether that's true or not. It's this whole huge big argument now, but it looks like we're going back to like the window packaging. And I am very happy for that. Yeah. While still hoping sea turtles are okay. Well, I mean, the sea turtles, the earth is healing. Um, but like I, I just got um justice, uh new warriors, and ah! it came it it did come with you know, yeah. plastic window. You can and see that's his, more like, the traditional Marvel Legends packaging. Yeah, it's it's hard to see on like camera and yeah. stuff, but um, you get like you can see the details, and it's a nice sort of I think compromise between like the old school packaging and sort of the newer one. Yeah, I. I, I that packaging you have there, I think, is perfect. The retro card waves, like with Multiple Man, Avalanche, Dark Phoenix, with the David Nakayama art, I love that more than anything. It, it, it inspires a lot of like good feelings for me. But it's listen, we are living in a golden age of Marvel Legends. Anything to say or anything to nitpick, it's just you know, because we have the opportunity to do so, we have the privilege to do so because. There was a dark period when Hasbro took over the license in like 2008 that we got no Marvel Legends. I think it was sooner than 2008. I want to say it was like 06, 07. And we got like no Marvel Legends. Everything was desolate. The quality was shit. That Annihilus Wave Emma. Oh my God. The X3 Jean Grey. Jesus Christ. And stark contrast from the prototypes. That that were being show, shown at Toy Fair, so there was this like miscommunication between what was being shown at Toy Fair, which isn't really a thing anymore for us as Legends collectors, to um, what made it out on the shelves, and we had nothing until 2013, 2012, 2013, when we got the return of Marvel Legends with a one Messiah, Baby Spalding, who was not only the herald for the mutant race, but the herald for Marvel Legends to return as well. So it was a good time. It was a good time. It's been building slowly for like a decade ish. Big big time for Hope Summers fans, I guess. <laughs> well, we all thought she was our God Queen uh re reincarnated. So I remember Jeff and I were like dying to find Hope Summers. Um, and we were like harassing targets because again, Scott, at that time there were no peg warmers for Marvel Legends. Like Every store would get one or two shipments, and that's it. Like the way we have legends now, there was no Ross, there was no Marshalls, there was no, you know, secondary market like that. Like we are truly in a golden age right now. Yeah. These kids don't know how good they have it. <laughs> well, and speaking about how good we have it, 2024, we have legends coming up. And Familia, as always, we got feels here. We are going to discuss our top 10. Most wanted legends, ones that we're most excited for. Scott knows one of mine, but you don't know the other four. I don't know any of yours. And why don't we just dive into it with your number five? Uh, my number five is the two pack Wolverine and Empress uh, Lalandra. You know, it's obviously it's a big year for Wolverine. It's been the 50th anniversary, it feels like, for 50 years now. And um, we're getting finally uh, an Empress Lalandra 
uh, who's being packaged with a Logan. Uh, if you're a Logan fan, I love that for you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I am, I am getting it more for the Majestrix, uh, <laughs> the Empress. Um, we saw her previewed, um, really great details. Uh, it's a great design, um, wildly underrepresented in Legends stuff so i mean uh, it's it's great do i wish she was packaged with somebody other than logan yeah uh it seems sort of a natural fit to have her maybe with the professor or someone else but again it's logan's 50th anniversary and if there's one thing we know about wolverine it's that they will stick him in everything <laughs> yeah and he's is he he's brood wolverine i believe right that's uh the wolverine version we're getting i i agree with yeah. you she should have been with anyone else. Like, Xavier would have been one of them. I'm trying to think. One of the Star Jammers, whichever Star Jammer you wanted to put her with. I also, I'm going to take Grievance with the version we are getting. Because I wanted the Jordan Girl with the Great Smile variant. Which is the the Black Bathing Suit Rebellion look um, that Lalandra has. With yeah. the big gun and the M-Cron crystal. That, to me, would be the one I would love. Because we got... We, we, with the Walgreens exclusive Mystique, like a couple years ago, we got an Empress Lalandra head. And everyone, or Silver Sable, everyone tracked down every Silver Sable out there, popped off the head and put the Lalandra head on it and put the Odin cape and, you know, whatever trident you could find around in your collection. I was hoping they would do something a bit more spontaneous with it. But listen, she looks beautiful. I mean, light years better than that one Lalandra head we got with Mystique. So, I mean, come on. What is there to complain on the quality? It's pinless. It's digital printing. It looks so good. Yeah, it's like it's perfect. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. And uh, if anyone wants to buy a Brood Logan, you slide into the DMs. Okay, so my number five actually reminds me of you, and it is the deluxe angel figure we are getting. Do, do you know? Do you remember why it would remind me of you? Uh... <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you why because when we first started talking, when we first started becoming friends, there was a Cohen title that Teeny Howard was writing called X-Core. And yes. the first cover was a very angry Jamie on a business desk, you know, shuffling paper, looking up. And then Angel is just like this big old twink flying through, causing mayhem and laughing. And I think we sort of, the gag at the time, like this is like three years ago on an Insta story, but I think it was sort of like you were Angel and I was Jamie, which I think now would be the other way around, but you were like disrupting Dayspring's flow or something like that. I forgot what you said, but um, Angel, every time I see Angel, I'm always going to sort of think of you causing trouble. Well, thank you for, for keeping that you know, positive because there's, with, with Warren Worthington, there's a lot of directions you can go in, so I wasn't like... Was wasn't sure where that was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you're just a dumb himbo. <laughs> like, yeah. I was gonna say, bad with money, <laughs> not the brightest. 
um dual personalities yeah no it's like i i i very distinctly remember that and um it it was yeah it's it's thank you you're welcome i i think what i would want more out of this figure though and the reason why it's number five for me is that if it was blue version angel would have been a slam dunk I have an affinity for that. Oh, gosh. I want to say it was like Wave 5 Toy Biz Marvel Legends. I forget which wave it was. But it was the angel we got in that wave. And the feathers are beautiful. The actual figure, I'm sure the technology with the figure is like completely outdated, especially with like the ball joints. But he looked identical to Brad Pitt. And there was the blue variant and the red variant. Or I think the red variant. I think the red one was the main figure. And then the blue was the variant. And I love the blue one so much. And we had just gotten victorious at the time and we displayed our legends sort of like on a shelf and angel was at the bottom of the shelf and victorious just devoured red pit blue angel because he was teething but that's the last time we ever got warren like that i mean we would get different yeah. incarnations of arcane no well wait we got an x3 warren but like it was like their version of x3 the yeah X3 it's, wave. it's the it was the x3 twink warren yeah no. Yeah, and I think it was also like based off of the designs in the comic at the time. You know, the that very anime style, like the costume he had when he was dating Paige. Yeah. Um, so, but anyways, we've got so many archangels. I'm happy to get Angel. I mean, it looks beautiful. I haven't seen too many photos of it outside of packaging, outside of the promos and what we have seen. But I'm excited for it. And my only note is that I hope... I'm trying to look at my notes here. I really want a lot of characters like Rachel Gray, for example. Rachel Gray, Rachel Summers, Phoenix, whatever we want to call her. I really want her to be released as a deluxe figure. If they're going to do her for Warren, I think Rachel is going to be deserving of a similar like approach. Yeah, go big. I mean, these are these are big characters who have big designs with a lot of uh, moving parts or dynamic parts, and just go go big with it. And um, I really want to appreciate. I want to just give a shout out to the marketing team for yeah. for uh, Hasbro because the way they posed him in the promo shots were all based off of like Fleer Ultras promo arts that we have seen with him in the Defenders. I just I love. Love, love, love. And, of course, the Archangel that came out like 2018, 2019 for GameStop. Similar setup. Deluxe figure. Perfect. Slam dunk, as far as I'm concerned. No, no notes. My number four uh, is actually moving outside of X-Men uh, over to Spider-Man stuff. And this gets a little convoluted because of like naming issues. Um, but Marvel uh, Hasbro's calling it Spider-Shot. And um, the comics, it's commonly called Assassin Spider-Man. Um, it's Spider-Man from a What If um, called uh, What If Wolverine versus Spider-Man, uh, where Peter um, sticks with Logan and becomes like an assassin. And it's a whole, it's a great what if great story uh it's one of my favorite spider-man designs and when they announced that they were doing a legends for this i was like oh shit i'm super excited for this because a i cosplayed this version of spider-man and then also like but i was also like oh this is gonna be really confusing naming wise because they can't put assassin on packaging so they had to invent this whole name like spider shot but i'm super excited for it 
they have him posing. He's got guns built in where the web shooters are. I mean, it's pew, pew, pew. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm i sold. He looks really good. And he's on the retro card packaging, which, yes. I mean, automatically gets me excited for the figure. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not read the series that he has appeared in but he looks great i like that he has all the guns there is he still around is he a version that's still around now in the comics yes <laughs> in, it, 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 in the sense that since it was like it's a what if alternate universe thing he pops up in some of like dan slot's spider mm. uh like the comic book spider verse stuff but they mm -hmm. tend not to put him too forward because he's basically like what if Spider-Man shot people and not necessarily like the most like kid-friendly version for marketing purposes. Right. And we've seen what happens when Captain America is revealed to be a Hydra agent. We see what happens when Batman starts killing people. A lot of like readers and people kind of lose their shit. But obviously this version of the character is popular enough to get like a Legends format though. It It's... It's a very um, well-regarded, like, what if. And um, it also ties in, although I don't think they did this intentionally, with the Wolverine 50th anniversary stuff, because it's from what if Wolverine versus Spider-Man. Oh, um, look at that. The, the yeah. brood should have been packed with, with, the brood Wolverine should have been packed with him, and you could have given us Lalandra and an Xavier or Starjammer. <laughs> We're, we're available, Hasbro, right there. We're available. Yeah, yeah he looks good. I, I was thinking, my mind went when you said that they had to rename him because he can't be Assassin Spider-Man. They had to give him something else, Spider-Shot. There's one on my list that they renamed as well. Rightfully so, renamed. But I'm also thinking about historically where the toys have had to rename characters. There was this wave back in like 96 called the toy biz ninja wave and it had wolverine deathbird psylocke and nemesis and i was like who the fuck is nemesis and it was actually holocaust but i had holocaust. only seen the i'd only seen the text of what we were going to get so i didn't know who nemesis was until i saw the actual packaging or oh, i went to the store and i saw that nemesis was holocaust it's very interesting that editorial never thinks of the toy ability toy kineticness of a character because you would think you would nip some of that in the bud before the bud or the toy market nips you yeah i mean this this would be a whole episode on its own but it's also funny that like in 1995 nobody thought that naming a character holocaust could just cause like some issues <laughs> and they've they've spent years whatever that horrible character comes up trying to come up with like new names, names and iterations for him. for him as well i know i i don't hate i'm always going to call him holocaust i i i or nemesis whatever he's going by they go back and forth on it i'm never going to dislike him but i also think he is a byproduct of um 90s hyper style which i'm always i'm always going to be a sap for i'm we were talking before we hit record i'm a byproduct of the florida education system they get dangle something shiny and like very loud in front of me i'm gonna love it i'm just gonna love it i'm just gonna buy i'm like shut up and take my money that's it you heard it here folks <laughs> 
Well, speaking of that, my number four is Executioner from the X-Men 97 Wave 2. I love this character so much. I do have a fetish for these Scott Lobdell characters like Maggot that get created. I'm always going to love them. I love Carl very much. He was in an issue of Nate Gray, and it was him and Rogue versus him. He was obviously in an issue of Marauders recently. He, as we have discovered and talked about, is not featured in Executioner's Song. But I always thought he did because, as we have also discussed, I haven't really read every single issue of Executioner. Maybe that is a little hint for the family at home at what we're going to be doing once we slowly finish Age of Apocalypse. But I, I'm just so happy. The reason why he's probably not higher on my list would be because I want it more of a comics accurate costume, and this is very much going to be his X Men ninety seven. Now, I want to I want to be thoughtful with how I say this. I don't think it was a surprise that he was going to be in X Men ninety seven because we may or may not have an interview um, banked for two years where a guest accidentally told us they were going to be executioner, <laughs> and. So we've 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 banked that episode for a while now, but we we knew he was coming. But the design is is different than the comics, and that he's tied to Friends of Humanity, and that he's getting his own figure in Wave Two. I mean, that's all pretty big stuff. Fairly obscure comic character with like a handful of appearances. Um, I know you, Hammy, and Sean are big Executioner fans. Listen, I, I'm a huge fan, but I'm not as big as Hammy and Sean. I mean, Sean has already said that he's going to buy like eight of these figures. Full price uh, before they go to before they go to Ross. I, do they even have a Ross in London? Yeah, well, I mean, you can go to like like the, the equivalent of like the dollar store, Poundland, and get, <laughs> you know, a couple of them. I am sure he is there all the time. Uh, <laughs> it, it's you know, it's it's a it's definitely like a nostalgia um, thing. It's, it's like this is a very like '90s character, and like we're we're back. Did you have the five inch toy biz figures growing up? Um, or was I that had? I had some of them, but it was like I was not of like a, an age to really um, <laughs> be be like collecting these. I went insane trying to find this figure, and I I found it at a comic book store. I was so happy with it. I thought his colors were so majestic. I was so intrigued by him because, again, at that time, all I had to go based off of this character was like maybe one issue. Plus, like, a card. So he's always going to be very intriguing to me. He's always going to be one of these, like, ethereal, evasive characters, which is something really weird to describe someone who has an arsenal of weaponry to murder mutants. But I think this is a great figure. I'm excited to see how he's going to play into X-Men 97. X-Men 97 in general, I'm just really excited for. Same. And that actually ties nicely into my number three, uh, which is Mag Magneto from the X-Men 97 wave. Uh, with the the trial of Magneto slash early New Mutants costume, 
where he's got the arms out and the the, the girls kind of <laughs> going. And um, you know, this is the the more heroic Magneto. And um, you know, obviously we know that he's going to be featured very prominently in um 97. And it's it's a great design. The figure looks um absolutely amazing. I never thought I would see like an action figure of Magneto in this costume. Um just because it's relatively like obscure Magneto design. Um and it's just it it looks great. Yeah, one of the things about this figure that I think all by the way, and it's all the other figures in this wave, they look like they can just blend in with your other figures like this isn't like the cartoon wave or anything like that like yeah. this very much is a magneto that you can display and it can be the trial of magneto not the not not the leah williams trial of magneto this is from like the 80s uh x-men versus avengers it cost right is that the one he wore when he was on trial like that am i making that up um yeah, it's it's the one where he he wears when he's on trial before the world court, and then like go. Fenris Fenris shows up to crap up the the day, and it's 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 good. Read it, kids. And it looks like this one because we're getting we we got an X Men ninety seven Magneto already in the red costume. It looks like now yeah. you can grab the heads off of this one because he's coming with two heads, and you can put it on this wave one. And the heads are fine. I mean, it's like he has a somber head, and then he has like an angry daddy head. <laughs> so I'm excited for it. It looks so good. I'm really excited for it. I'm curious what Magneto's role in X-Men 97 is going to be. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm really excited. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to them announcing um, some other figures in the future, hopefully. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, yes. I mean, we need that morph more than anything. Like, I love that they're blending Age of Apocalypse morph with this you know, universe X-Men 92, 97 morph. It's going to be so nice. Okay, my number three is Madeline Pryor. And I have mixed feelings on, on having to put her on this list in the first place. One, because like, I wish we would have been genuinely surprised that Madeline Pryor was going to be in X-Men 97. I think this is a direct result, unfortunately, where Marvel, Hasbro, Marvel Studios are not on the same page. And yeah. these figures are being released. And by the way, it's out of their control, right? You can't control when you print things and when they get shipped. But I was, I, I'm kind of sad because I would have loved to have been genuinely surprised that Madeline is going to be there. And I think when you start piecing things together, which we will talk about as we go through the list, when you start piecing things together, you're like, oh, is this a story they're going to do? But secondly, her design was already spoiled because of the New York Comic Con pop exclusive, which now you can get at GameStop. So we knew she was going to get that. I think the idea here, though, is that we were never going to get a goblin queen from 80s Inferno Madeline. And that is a version you would do just because retailers would never accept a figure like that. I still don't understand why that is an issue, given that there are more um, scantily clad figures out there. I, I forgot where I was at, but I just walked through like 
the the toy aisle and I saw Elvira and the girls were out for Elvira. I'm like, if Elvira can do it, why can't Madeline do it? I don't I don't know what the particulars are. I don't know what the issue is with Maddie. I don't know if it's just her um her bottom half, maybe it's just too scandalous. But I'm happy we're getting Madeline and she is coming with baby. Is it baby Rachel? Is it baby Cable? We're going to have to see X-Men 97 to figure it out. But I'm going to display her next to my Mystique holding baby Nightcrawler, and they can throw them off the shelf. I am all here for it. I'm, I'm here for it as well. Let's let's eat some babies. Uh, one thing I will say, though, about her that I find like really curious, and this is like what and we're going to talk. Oh, God, I, I just can't talk about my theories until we get to like the number one on my list. But she is paler than the other figures and than Jean. So it's yes. like they want you to visually distinct her from Jean. So she is very, very pale. So Madeline Pryor as number three for me. I'm glad she's getting some representation after um, like the Haslabs kind of debacle. And um, yeah, you know, it's it, it'll... It's good. I am very sad about that Haslab not getting it, but it's okay. We have we have this Maddie, and I like her power effects a little bit better here. I wish it would be a little bit more demonic than 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 just like default power effects, but it's okay. The design is beautiful. There's nothing. Listen, this is nitpicking. At this point, it's nitpicking. She's a great figure. Give me her already. Now we get to my number two, uh, which is again, it's a Spider-Man figure. Um, uh, and that's uh, Jack O'Lantern, um, just an absolutely like C-list Spider-Man villain. Um, has not had a figure in years. The detailing on the figure is really great. It's a retro card packaging. Um, they did the flaming pumpkin head for him, which is something that obviously had to be done unique for the figure because there aren't too many other marvel characters who have giant flaming pumpkin heads um and uh he's got the the jack-o'-lantern glider and it's it's just a really like nice figure um that you know it's it's nice to see some representation for like the sea lusters too and uh this is a spider-man one that people have wanted for a bit and he looks so much more vibrant and better than the other version we got of him. I'm forgetting what year it came out, but it was kind of like the, what was it? The Halloween villains, villains of the nights, you know, wave yeah. that Spider-Man had. Really bad. Um, yeah. I, I have I have that somewhere and it's <laughs> it's not it's not good. And um, this actually finally sort of does it does the character like justice i feel like i'm not too ver uh, here's where i have blind spots in my fandom i'm not too versed with him like what's his story in like a nutshell here as i like look at all the details with him he's one of these characters sort of like the hobgoblin where multiple people have held um the title and mm. like originally he's just sort of like you know, he's a goofy kind of Halloween uh, themed uh, character, Steve Levin. And then he becomes a lot more, um, he's, he's like a mercenary and 
it just sort of becomes like like nuttier and it's a title that's often taken up by sort of like c-list spider-man villains and with like knockoff uh versions of like the goblin stuff where he's like he's got a glider he's got the pumpkin bombs and all this but um he's one of these characters where it's almost sort of like ridiculous because it's like you're kind of like the green goblin except you're wearing literally like a flaming pumpkin on your head and it's sort of hard to take a supervillain seriously when they have a flaming um, pumpkin on their head yeah yeah and it's it's like i think partly why he's also like he, he's been back in spider-man stuff recently and i think it tied into sort of like the return of maddie Pryor and other stuff because like the the jack-o-lantern at least for the original uh one was like a demonic sort of like power and um you know we could transform only at like night and all this sort of crap so it's 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 a nice callback for just like an absolutely ridiculous character yeah i so when Maddie came back and they did Dark Web, there were a lot of characters who are in this wave that I wanted to like, but I had a hard time liking. I don't think Dark Web landed as well as it could have, to be honest with you. Um, I also think like Marvel in the last year has been like suffocating itself with a lot of like crossovers after crossovers and not letting one finish before the other one can like take off. But I had no idea that he was kind of coming back. Is he is he paired up with like all Hallows Eve? Who I literally that character, I'm just like, where did she come from? Um he's he's been in he's been in some of that stuff. One of the jack-o'-lanterns came back in um I want to say the Miles Morales book, but he gets killed. And uh it's not like yeah, but it's 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 part of that whole sort of like spooky um spooky Halloween wave. What one of them, um uh Jason Masondale was also the hobgoblin. So like the character's also very closely tied to like the hobgoblin. And I mean, we could do a whole episode of me trying to explain the difference between like the Green Goblin, the Hobgoblin, like Jack O' Lantern. But people are here to hear about the legends. <laughs> um, so if you if you kids do want to learn more about these obscure Spider-Man villains, slide into my DMs when I'm sober. <laughs> Which is like, mm, like, well, no, I mean, I'm more like seventy five percent of the time not sober. You are pretty good at bees. 50 50 50 50 depends on your day yeah. all right i'm gonna rant on my next one and i'm sorry in advance but it's a mixed baggage but number two is lady psylocke or lady mandarin now we we knew we were going to be getting an armored psylocke because the yeah. display model behavior uh, list had sort of circulated last year because he knew a guy who knew a guy who worked in a factory, blah, blah, blah. I like displaying model behavior so much. Everyone should go check out his channel. And I was like, oh, they're, they're clearly going to do Outback era Psylocke with like the gold, oh, gold, the pink and like the purple. And it would make sense for Logan's 50th because Pedro reminded me of this, that yeah. Logan actually built that armor for her following her battle with Sabretooth. Completely forgot about that fact. I was like, oh, done deal. To the point that 
Flink and I, and, and Flink and I have been on good terms for years, but we got into a heated fight because he was here like, no, it's going to be Lady Mandarin. I'm telling you, it's going to be Lady Mandarin. I was like, no, it's not. Like, you're just talking. You're just being a pessimistic, like, fanboy. And sure enough, it is Lady Mandarin, Lady Psylocke. But I got to tell you, she looks good. And, and this is a case where it's a figure that I probably did not want this version of her, you know, post her going through the siege paralysis. But I, I think the figure is done so well. I mean, the colors are vibrant. Her headpiece pops. I mean, this is, this could be one of those figures that looks pretty bad. And I'm telling you, I, I survived mystique from the Sentinel wave looking like she had a diaper and I was like, ah, this is pushing it. This could have looked like garbage and it looks so good. I am so excited for it. I can care less for that version of Wolverine that I don't even think he's in that issue or on that cover. Um, but I am getting it strictly for, for her, that, that two pack. Lalandra thing where it's like I I I want this particular figure and like the Logan thing is like okay you know great uh I mean it's it's like it's it's not a bad Logan figure but no they're great they it, look so good they they look great but it's just like there's already 25 different like Logan um like Logan Legends, you can get, and it's you know it, it it's Logan from like his solo book, uh, the Claremont like early solo book where he's got like the black ops operative kind of costume. It's great, uh, but that's not what people are going to be buying this set for. They're going to be buying it for uh, Psylocke. Yeah, and I, listen, it's a beautiful Jim Lee design, right? Jim Lee did the design for this one. I get it. They, they have a boner for Jim Lee this era, and and that's fine. I'm not going to argue against that by any means. But, you know, I do wonder outside of, like, the diehard fans who is going to be picking up, like, this set. But listen, listen, I don't work in their marketing team. I don't work in their sales team. All I know is that I've seen this figure out of packaging. Some, I think, toy reviewers already got like promo, promo copies of her, have posted photos of her. She looks great. I like how maniacal she looks. I like the figure. It is, I, I don't know where I'm going to display her, but I want her and she looks good. Yeah. Um, I think, well, the the Wolverine design is was actually um, it's Claremont and uh, John uh, Jambushima. Oh, okay, um, perfect. But yeah, I think the the Psylocke is uh, is Jim Lee, and you're never gonna for good and bad. You're never gonna get rid of the Jim Lee designs. Like they'll always they're always gonna always come come back. come back. They're always gonna come back. But yeah, that's my number two. You know, my number one is Giant Man. Um, <laughs> I does you know, that count? I, does that that's a Haslab? Of course, it's going to be number one. Well, look, I, you know, I I backed it. I backed it early. That's true. You I, did back I, it. I I believed in Hank Pym. I don't agree with everything Hank Pym did, but I believe in Hank Pym. And look. We 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 spoke to the the Haslab guys, the Hasbro guys at 
um, your Comic Con. It's it's great. Um, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get some of like the extra uh, faceplate designs, uh, but you know we got a couple of them. I think the technology with that is great, where you can swap out the various faceplates on the statue, um, on the figure, the design, the posability is great. Um, you know, I mean, we've we've talked about like our issues with this campaign and this figure in the past where it's like um, they didn't do a great job. And again, love the Hasbro guys, love the Haslab guys. They didn't do a great job, I think, in the beginning of promoting it. And it really didn't pick up steam until the very end. Why? And then why? You... What happened at the end, Scott? Who was revealed to be an adjacent character that you could buy in another wave, which would be Wasp. Wasp saved the Haslab. How? Why do we live in this world where Wasp saved a Haslab? It makes uh, it hard to say that she's a crappy character because everyone just ran to go get her. It feels personal. Paul. It feels... No, it's personal. <laughs> you, you just have to accept the fact that founding Avenger Janet Van Dyne is a fun character. No, and she's it's... not. She's horrible. She caused the decimation of the mutants. It is her fault. No one holds her accountable for that. Sorry. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 I think, I think Miss Maximoff had some. <laughs> no, some... Wanda was innocent in all of this. It was all Janet and her skinny girl margaritas. You're like, I'm done with you. You're like, I'm no, done with it's... you. I look the she's she's a society gal and you know if if years of like real housewife shows have taught me anything it's that you cannot hold her responsible for anything <laughs> um, you know what you're right if this was IRL she would be there if if Janet Van Dyne was an IRL person she would be on Bravo she would definitely be a real housewife of New York 100%. Two, she would be a designer, but all of her shit would be dumped at Ross or Marshalls, along with a lot of legends. So, there you go. Well, you get your Janet Van Dyne uh, mutant-inspired fashion from Uncanny Avengers, and then you can also pick up a peg warmer. So, it's it's a match made in heaven. Yes! Um, but I agree with I know, you, like, by the way. It's a great... Th this Haslop, all kidding aside, it is gorgeous. Yeah um it's it's gorgeous it's gonna be like two feet tall so clear out shelf space and, you got it uh, i i have so i have my two haslaps i have the sentinel and galactus right here because I'm, I'm supposed to be taking them back to hoboken they take up like a chunk of my of my apartment where my dining room table is going to be but they're huge it is like having a yeah. baby like it's like this big they're insane and they're beautiful and for me I have to tell you, going back to that Misty Knight conversation, there was a point where the technology with the eyes for these figures was laughable. The fact that now we're yeah. getting like doll-like eyes that look very realistic, that are like tracking your movement. I I am here for it. Don't put that bitch in your room, man. He's going to be looking at Hank Pym is going to be looking at you while you sleep. I I think I would be more creeped out by Hank Pym watching me do some other things I do in my bedroom, um, <laughs> and I just I I'm, you're like I'm sleepy's sleep. the least of it. I know, sleep sleeping's the least of it, um, but it 
Yeah, I mean, my I, I went back and forth on this because um, I originally my my original number one was Angel. Uh, we discussed Angel pretty yeah. thoroughly, um, and I was just like, last minute, I gotta go. I gotta go with my man. Um, and so. it's worth mentioning as well that this is your first Haslab that you have backed, right? You didn't back Galactus or the Sentinel. I did not. Um, so this is uh, this is it. This is my my big my stepping out into the big stage here. I mean, this is going to be your gateway drug. I mean, this time next year when they announce the next Haslab, you're going to be insane. I mean, I know you were tracking and engaged with it, but I mean. There's like so you have your Marvel Legends community and then you have your Marvel Legends sub communities and tracking the Haslab. There are people. I mean, I remember I did this for Galactus and the Engine of Vengeance and the Sentinel. You're just reloading like the backers. Like, and you'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, "Ooh, I wonder," you know, like where is it at now? And you're like obsessive about it. So welcome, welcome to your new your new obsessiveness. Thank you. Thank you for enabling my bad behaviors. I went back and forth with this because I backed it after we spoke with Dwight at New York Comic Con. And then I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. So whatever, I'm not going to lose anything. And then when I saw it was actually going to happen, I was like, holy shit, where am I going to put this? <laughs> like, I I really have no place. Like, I, I like Galact, no shade on, on Hank. Or Giant Man, you know, Giant Man, it, I just happen to like Galactus and the Sentinel better, and I have them in boxes, sure. and I don't have them displayed anywhere. So I was like, I can't have a third just laying around here. And I will say, I think Hasbro solved it with the price point. I love that they backed away from not doing figures as tiers and more add-ons to the actual HasLab figure that you're getting because that was a source of contention because now we were like, okay, if we can't get the Engine of Vengeance, that means we're not going to get Madeline or Damien. And and that kind of gridlocks them in that situation. So I'm glad now they brought the price point down a little bit and you're getting more for for the HasLab figure itself, as opposed to, you know, incentives like another character. Although, like, I think with something like Galactus, it works to put in the Heralds. But Galactus is always going to be a slam dunk. If you can't sell a HasLab Galactus, then I think there's a lot larger issues. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the Hank Pym thing is the perfect, like, case study, because, uh, yes, he's a founding Avenger, but this isn't his most famous version, and you know but it was still able to sell without like the additional figures but the features and like some of the interchangeability and things attracted people and um yeah i like what he did for haslab like i like and i i'm so glad that it made it i think by the way i think what was it the scroll template it was it the zombie or the scroll template that didn't make it but it was something insane like like five, it, it was lacking like five backers or, or like a hundred backers, something really yeah. nominal. That it had they just been like, okay, we're gonna do a bonus hour, you know, see if we can get it there. They would have gotten it. So, you know, I I'm happy for what Giant Man did for Marvel Legends because a lot of people had a nasty taste in their mouth of from the engine of vengeance. And then it looked yeah. like this was going to be a second year in the row. Haslab was going to fail when I think Hasbro really did take stock of what they did, 
what were the misfires the year before and they course corrected. And even though, again, the engine of vengeance, I thought that was fine. I think it just people were upset about character selections and price points. Sadly. Completely agree. So we've we've now reached the point. What is your number one, Paul? My number one is X-Men 97 Wave 2 Jean Grey. I am, Scott, you have no idea how excited I am for this figure. Now, one would argue that we have gotten so many 90s Gene, you know, Jim Lee era style figures, and that's fine. And you know what? To that, I'm going to say, you know what, Scott? You're right. You're absolutely right. We, I think the Lovers 3-pack, Gene Gray in the Jim Lee outfit, is a perfect figure. I like it so much. But there's always going to be something about the X-Men animated series that Jean Grey with the pony. And we, of course, did get the VHS, you know, box set of it, but it just the colors were all off. I feel like this is like a make good. And the packaging with like her character art being on there, the retro packaging, it just makes me really happy. But what makes me most happy for this is that I think we're getting two figures in one because there's no way in hell that that alternate head with with gene with with the non-ponytail variant head that that is not a one madeline prior because her and it is because of this figure that i've thought it when you put the that head on the figure it looks like she has paul smith hair the paul smith's hair that madeline yeah. prior had when she was first introduced and if it was anyone else but both the mile and the lee waltz and larry houston in charge i would have said nah just a coincidence just a design coincidence Nope, I think that is truly Madeline Pryor as a second head, and we're going to get Gene with the ponytail. I I agree with your logic. <laughs> uh, I think I think it's going to be it's it's a Maddie alternate head. Um, I I have to push back on like we have gotten a lot of Gene <laughs> in the Jim Lee costume, um, I, and you know like I. It, that's probably my least favorite Jean Grey design of all time. Uh, I'm like seizing right now. That's it. I am seizing. I like how that's this, it. Goodbye. Goodbye. This, like my this, eye is this, twitching. This, Literally, look at my eye. It's twitching right now after you said this that. This episode's over. Um, that's it. Yeah. We're going to have to have a talk behind the scenes, Scott. Um, but I like the head sock, and it, 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 it's it's never worked for me. But I get why this figure is very important to people <laughs> that love this design. That's um, a very I, nice political like response you're giving right now. I I am look I am I am a well known non enjoyer of the Jim Lee uh, designs. Like I I think I know they are of a specific time and specific period. Um, I think they really worked in that time and that period. I think it's now 30 years later and like we can move on from putting Scott back in the jacket. We can move on from the head sock X, Y, Z um, for X-Men 97 related stuff. It's great. The figure looks great. The colors are bright. They're vibrant. Like you said, it's much better looking than the VHS wave where I thought the gene was a little muted um i wasn't a fan of like the paint i mean the figure itself was nice i just I, wish i have argued that that was a good 
I'm sorry to cut you off because I've argued that that VHS Gene Gray is actually not as bad. The digital printing is really good on it as compared to the alternate ponytail head that we got in the Lover's yeah. Tripe uh, uh, three-pack. I, I just thought she looked a little washed out, like, color-wise. Yeah, um, so, like, I I agree. I just, like, I'm I'm just, I'm, I personally am just sort of done with, like, that design. But in the context of X-Men 97 stuff, it's great. I just don't want to see it in the comics anymore. So I'm going to give a trigger warning to you and the familia at home because I'm about to trauma dump all over you. One, we never got a proper 90s Jim Lee Jean Grey back in like 1994 before you were even fucking born. Okay. We had a repaint of Domino from the toy puzzle zoo. I'm forgetting puzzle zoo. She force wave. They just got Domino and repainted her as Jean. When we finally got a proper Jim Lee, Jean Grey, she was out of scale because she was part of the Onslaught wave. So she was like seven inches when the other figures were like five. And she still didn't even fit with Marvel Legends, just by the way. But then Dayspring got a Star Rider, Space Rider, Jean Grey, and she had the Jim Lee with the ponytail, but she had um, super, like the, she had space armor glued onto her costume. And a yeah. lot of people said that did not count. And it has haunted me for years that people told me that didn't count when I thought it was like the best thing ever. We finally, with Rocket Raccoon in the Return of Marvel Legends of 2013, got a Marvel Legends, Jim Lee, Jean Grey, but she was not a, she was not a good figure. So, I am, and then we obviously got the Lovers tri uh, three pack, the Mayfax, and then the VHS. They have those those last three have been fine, but they haven't been great. This is a great Jim Lee figure, and we're talking Scott. This is over thirty years, thirty years. So I don't understand how you're not excited, how you're not like, this is the best figure ever. Day Spring, we are done. I am now a big fan of the Jim Lee designs. If 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 we were getting a Jean Grey in the '80s X Force costume, I would be right there with you. But um, I love this journey for you. Uh, I I I support it, and I am I am so happy that you are uh, getting this. I'm happy that your entire life has culminated with this action figure that's going to end up in Ross a couple months later. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, and now can I go um, now? Wait, no, wait, wait I, what, I, what is your favorite Jean Grey costume? Which which one did you say? I didn't hear you. Uh, probably, I, I, I love the 80s X-Force designs. Uh, sorry, 80s X-Factor oh, designs. I misspoke. And, uh, you know, where the team has, like, the very similar um, sort of costumes, I think that was a great, like, simplistic design. I do also love her Morrison oh, um, era look. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I Gene's I, character, who I, I don't think has actually ever had a really, like, bad um design in the 616 i just i th there's some that i would rank like higher than uh than others. i i like the green mini dress too i mean i know a lot of people hated that when it came back but um i liked that that costume because i have been critical of it i want to i want to be clear that i liked it when it originally came out 
back in the day. And I was okay with bringing back the costume because at the time, Hickman gave an interview and was like, you're like, well, mutants can resurrect different versions of themselves, you know, so you can be a character from any era. And, you know, Jean Grey is wearing this green dress again. I wonder why that is. So there was there was sort of like a like, what could it be sort of situation? But that, you know, obviously did not play out anywhere. Yeah, listen, I would be very happy if this is the final Jim Lee, Jean Grey figure we get. I think she looks really good. Let's see how they all look IRL and you're holding them in person. But I think, dude, this is going to be a great year for Marvel Legends. And we're already getting so much. It's only February and they've announced a lot. The only thing that's making me a little nervous was when we were getting our list together and we were sort of looking at like what's coming out in 2024. I'm like, oh, they haven't really announced a lot. And that makes me nervous because these, some of these figures are coming out in May. And yeah. historically, we would have Toy Fair and we would get a lot you know, more announcements there. But Hasbro is sort of doing it on their own. I'm worried with everything that's going on with Hasbro as a company that they're scaling back. So I don't know. That's I, I'm worried that our golden age may be coming to an end. In all seriousness, like I, I'm a very similar view where combined with some of their financial issues, the layoffs, other stuff, the fact that nothing has really been teased to be released beyond, I think, May is like not a great sign. And we haven't gotten anything like subsequent. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's see where things go. I, I, I also heard rumors that they were switching factories, all this stuff. It's a curious time for them. I It breaks my heart because, again, I think this is a golden era. And I'm actually, I, I'll be honest with you, this line has survived for like 21 years. That's like absurd yeah. that it's lasted so long. That's like it, next level. It's it's absurd. Um, we're seeing really obscure characters that you wouldn't think would get. So, you know, I mean, like I've got the Justice one here. You got Namorita. They're doing like a, a comic um, Icarus from the Eternals. Yeah. Shout out to Namor uh, cosplay. <laughs> oh, he's so um, excited for that one. Oh god, I'm, I'm <laughs> excited for it. Um, it's just like it's a really interesting and dynamic time to be a collector and i just i hope for everyone's sake that that continues same same all right scott what do we have coming up i don't even know what we have coming up but we're going to wondercon that's going to be fun yeah, we're going to be wondercon uh west coast uh come out to anaheim and see us um we'll be on the con floor, we'll be doing some other stuff. I don't know if we can tease yet. And we we put in four panels. Let's see how that. It's always interesting to see what works and what doesn't work. I'm listen. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be super shady. I've pitched panels and they don't go through. And then I see the panel schedule. I'm like, but that went through. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't understand how any of this works. I don't understand who decides it. I don't know if it's first come first served, but we pitch what I feel are some really good panels that elevate other talent out there. So it's not even, you know, I, I will never be one of those people who, who's here like here, come to a power of X-Men podcast panel. Cause I'd be like, who the fuck cares about us? 
but we have this talent right here and that's a talent that should be elevated yeah. so it always it's always curious to me always curious to me yeah um so hopefully we'll be able to announce that soon uh come out see us at anaheim uh if you're coming from downtown la if you leave now you can probably <laughs> get there anyways yes go 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 to anaheim we'll see you guys there and it'll be a good time